0: There are the joyful agains our children shout on the swings, the exhausting agains of cooking and laundry, and the difficult agains of discipline. So much of what we do as mothers is on repeat. So what if we woke up with clarity, knowing which agains we were called to, and went to bed believing we are faithful in what matters most? We believe God's word is the key to untangle from the confusion and overwhelm we feel. Let's look up together to embrace a motherhood full of freedom and joy. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Again, brought to you by Entrusted Ministries. I'm your host, Stephanie Hickox, and today I'll be joined by the wonderful Emily Dio. Today we're kicking off a new series entitled Untangled. This series is going to focus all about how we can get rid of the overwhelm, discouragement, and frustration and become focused on Christ in our motherhood. Each of the topics we'll be discussing are culturally relevant, and if you're going through an entrusted class right now, this episode today will connect with the introduction. We're going to be talking about untangling our influences. This one can be a truly humbling one. We are right there with you take a little bit of time at the end of the episode and really evaluate where the Lord is leading you practically on this one. I definitely felt the need for a check in my own life, and I hope that the Spirit leads you in that way too if that's needed. Thanks for listening. Okay, Emily, thank you so much for joining us again today. I would love it if we started out and just shared a little bit about how we found ourselves tangled up in social media or online influences, just to make sure that we don't sound like
1: we ourselves are not being tempted by these outlets. Mm. Every day, all day, because we have this awesome little device in our hand that we all can't live without, including me, but everything's so accessible, which is wonderful and also difficult sometimes. So I think twofold for me, first being my struggle would be because everything's so accessible, it's so easy to chase my ideas down. And my mind is constantly coming up with ideas. So it's so easy to grab my phone and chase an idea down. Mm -hmm. For instance, the other day, I'm wanting, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to, be breaking out my fall decor soon. So I want some new pillow covers for the living room. I looked up pillow covers and then somehow I ended up like scheming a laundry room idea with converting a dollhouse into shelving for my laundry room. And (laughs) I don't know how I ended up there. (laughs) So, so that's, so it is wonderful because you can chase all these things down, but, but my phone's in my hand and my family's all around me. And so what am I doing? I'm like chasing the rabbit down the hole, but at my family's expense, because they're sitting around me. Sure. So that would be my first one. And then just quite honestly, my second one, social media wise, would be discontentment. I can find myself so easily discontented. And my area of discontentment is always like my ideas for my home. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you again, a blessing and a curse. You can find all these awesome ideas. Um, mm-hmm. But discontentment in in what we have or uh, the ability to um, be able to upgrade or not upgrade, which, you know, is so silly because in the grand scheme of things, none of that even matters. But discontentment, would be my other one because I want to do all the projects right now. And I need to daily keep that one in check because my mind runs faster than than our wallet does. <laughs> oh, I can so, so relate.
0: And sometimes it feels like we're being efficient and then all of a sudden you catch yourself, yes. oh goodness, I've gone too far. I think for me, I do struggle with comparison quite a bit and as i grieve certain situations in my life that don't look how i had hoped then i can really struggle when i see other portrayals of families that do look more in line w- with what i had hoped or even experiences or you know vacations or house projects all these things it's hard to not compare for me and i almost go to an odd extreme of never wanting to be a stumbling block for others Even though we have some wonderful blessings, of course, and the Lord has been so faithful, but I almost go to this weird extreme of not posting at all. And Mm -hmm. I will throw like a great birthday party for my kids the whole time just wanting to make it special for them. Mm -hmm. And then I won't post any pictures because... I don't want to make it seem like I'm not representing our life well or honestly. But I've had some friends from out of state say, Steph, we couldn't pick your kids out of a lineup. Show us a little something. Mm -hmm. And so then I felt convicted. Am I overthinking it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that the birthday cake that I spent so much time on, I know that was just for my kids. And so I don't want to just plaster those pictures on social media, but definitely just wrestling with all of Yes, the comparison and the ideas, and I get what you're saying, especially I know we both love to be creative, Mm -hmm. and I think God made us that way to make our houses a home for our family, so then you feel you want to be a good steward and you're chasing down these great ideas, and then all of a sudden it does often produce discontentment with what you can actually produce and how many ideas you can bring to fruition instead of feeling like that was so great. We accomplished something. It is that double-edged sword all the time, isn't it? And I find myself, I'll be doing really well for a while. And then I'll be looking for something on Facebook marketplace. It's amazing how often I find myself going back to it, just seeing what
1: deal could I find? And it is really addicting. Yes. Yes. All the time. I totally understand where you're coming from about not wanting to post things. I don't know how you balance that, but that that's a really, really good thought.
0: And I never want my motivation as I'm doing something to be like, oh, I'm going to post this. Yeah. I'm thinking the whole time, I just want my child to feel so loved mm-hmm. about all these details. But then I find myself being like, man, I should be a better historian sometimes of our lives. Mm-hmm. I should be chronicling this a little bit better because I intended to be in the moment, mm-hmm. and yet, how much do my kids love looking back at pictures of things that I've done for them? I think there is a balance, and in, in different seasons of life, the Lord will just check you. Okay, we're going a little bit more towards the extreme, and mm-hmm. and balance it. So, I've had an opportunity to talk to some older moms as I work for entrusted, and. I just feel like I need to tell our generation. Do you know what they're saying about us? They're saying that as a generation, overall, we are so distracted. We are allowing these devices to numb us and distract us from being faithful in our parenting. Instead of being faithful in character development, we are being numbed and pulled away by the temptation of a screen. And I think... It's really difficult because logistically, we are living in a culture in which we rely upon these devices to do so many things. It's very difficult to unplug. And yet, we want to encourage you to live a motherhood that you will not look back and regret how you spent your days and your years I thought about how these mothers, this older generation was saying about us that we're so distracted and making social media ads regularly and sending them to you, Emily, mm-hmm. and you know, and just trying to reach a generation, but it felt like we're trying to just interrupt the scroll with a godly, holy thought, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. sometimes it almost feels too difficult mm-hmm. to capture someone in such a glimpse to really pause your heart. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't feel fruitful sometimes. Yes, And so overall, I think there are many blessings of social media, but I think it's hard to be faithful in your actual life while you're looking. And that's where this burden began for me. The Lord brought me to this scripture in 2 Timothy 2.4. And it says, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. And that idea of being entangled in civilian pursuits, you know, we are supposed to be citizens of heaven, and yet we are looking at the same things that the world is looking at on a daily basis, many of us for hours a day. And so, How can we not be entangled in these civilian pursuits? Mm -hmm. We are being so influenced by them. And that idea of helping moms become untangled from the world became heavy on my heart. And so I went to other scriptures. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since we also have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's rid ourselves of every obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles. And let's run with endurance the race set out before us, looking only at Jesus, the originator and perfecter of our faith. So yes, we have this great cloud of witnesses around us, right? The church, yes. other believers, but our our sin often leads us to be entangled in other ways, right? Instead of looking to other believers to help us. And, and instead of running the race with endurance, we're checking out, But we need to look only at Jesus, the originator and perfecter of our faith. He's going to help us so that we're not entangled in our own sin, not entangled in these civilian pursuits. And Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty with which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Many of us, we've experienced the freedom of Christ, and yet we're being pulled with this yoke of bondage. And even though social media can have benefits, as we'll talk about, there are many temptations, how it makes us, you know, compare, feel dissatisfied mm-hmm. with our own lives. So many things that are counter to the promises of Christ, it can rob us of our joy, rob us of our peace. Mm-hmm. This passage in 2 Timothy kept coming up for me over and over and just how I want moms to feel free, free from comparison, from fear of man, from perfectionism or faulty theology, from feeling alone or just heavy, despairing, discouraged, anxious, depressed, and feeling like they don't know what to do, right? I want to free them from that to pursue the peace of Christ. And so as I kept reading, the Lord brought me to second Timothy three, and it says, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. And then I could not believe these next two verses sum up social media so much for me. Mm. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions. Always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. We have every solution at our fingertips, and yet we've never been more overwhelmed. We can have an answer for everything, and yet the truth of Jesus Christ is not the one that's most prevalent in our hearts and our minds on a daily basis for many of us. We are being called to something higher, not to be entangled and burdened with our sins and being led astray, we weren't called to be weak. We weren't called to be deceived by these quick promises. And I understand how tempting that is when we're looking at social media and we're looking at these solutions and ideas, which can be great. But I also love the opportunity for us to take our eyes off of the world and just listen. Through a podcast, as we fold laundry, as we wash dishes or make dinner, or take our family somewhere, or just drive in the car to an appointment, there's such an opportunity for us to be filled with the truth of scripture and to keep our eyes off of the world so that we're not entangled in these civilian pursuits, not always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. If you continue in that chapter, Paul says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it. And that's actually an entrusted verse. I love that. Continue in what you have learned. And then it says in verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And as mothers, we need to be equipped for every good work. We need to know the word of God. We need to be turning to God's word for answers. It's completely understandable that we're overwhelmed and confused about how to parent our children. I feel that regularly. I feel like sometimes I have more questions than answers, Mm -hmm. even the more I follow the Lord. But we're not going to find the answers through some 50-second reel. We're more likely to find them through prayer and seeking the Lord, asking him what steps that we already know, what tips have we already heard that we need to implement, or how do we get to our children's hearts,
1: or what is he wanting to speak to our own hearts? I love the scripture that you read about having a quick answer. I think the age that we live in now, and I'm raising my hand because I am included in this group because I think we've easily fall into it. We have a quick answer on the tip of our tongue, but we lack mm-hmm. the discipline to implement what that answer is because mm-hmm. we can scroll to the next thing and then we forget that nugget of truth that we just were given. And so mm-hmm. how do we counter all this as you're reading through, as you're speaking to us about what this generation is saying about us you know the question that keeps circling in my mind is how do we counter this? How do we, how do we dig ourselves out of this hole? And we know first of all it's the Holy Spirit, it's the Lord. Mm-hmm. We yes. lean on Him. But my mind is also brought to one of the very first chapters of Entrusted, where Betsy speaks to this intergenerational design that God has mm-hmm. given us, and we're so quick to substitute cheapness through our device and social media. We replace what's meant to be, which is really this intergenerational mentorship design. God has placed a great cloud of witnesses, you were saying, and they're within our church walls, ladies. They are within, they're sitting on the pew next to us and behind us. Mm-hmm. And we say hi to them as we walk into church on Sunday and they see our families and they just think, I would love to pour into them, but they don't because we don't ask them to. And so Mm -hmm. we're lacking this intergenerational design that God has constructed so beautifully. I often say and laugh to myself that I made Betsy my mentor without her knowing it (laughs) when I first joined and trusted because here was this wise woman who had walked the road before me and she's speaking to the trials that she faced. She's speaking to the construct of a biblical home. She's speaking to discipline. She's speaking to a mother's touch. She's speaking to having a family mission. She's speaking to all these beautiful things. And for the first time, other than my mom, my mom, of course, is I feel like an automatic built-into-my-life blessing, and she's always spoken truth with wisdom to me, and I'm I'm immensely grateful for it. But other than my mom, I had no ladies pouring into me like this, Mm -hmm. and this was the first time outside of family that I had someone pouring into me, and the more that was poured in the more hungry I became for it because I realized the answers don't all lie within Emily. They lie within, of course, the word, but within experience of these other ladies who have walked the road and are saying, do what I did or don't do what I did. Uh, And I'm going to come and teach you with the mistakes that I've made. It's just such a beautiful thing. But the thing that we, I think, often lack is it takes us breaking down the walls of our own pride to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I think we lack the ability to ask for help. And these ladies would love to pour into us, but why are we not asking them?
0: Right. And then I'm seeing a lot, too, with Entrusted. There are several women who are leading groups right now, and they're grandmas, and they're saying, you know what? I wish I could go back. Mm -hmm. I wish I could go back and do it differently, but I can't. But what I can do is I can encourage younger women with the principles in God's word. And I I think that is one of the most beautiful things. You know, they could just shut the door. Those regrets are so painful. Mm -hmm. Maybe... Several of them, their children aren't walking with the Lord how they would like. Yes. But they still know how important this biblical model is that the older women would pass down wisdom to the younger women, mm-hmm. and they are answering the call. And I think often the Lord takes our lack or our pain our burdens, and allows us to bless others with what we've learned in the hard spaces, right? Always. But I do think there are many women who, if we look back historically when women were really returning to the workforce, I think that older generation right now, a lot of them were working and maybe didn't have the capacity to be as attentive in the home. Mm -hmm. And so now they feel, I don't know if I'm really equipped to be pouring into the younger moms right now. Yes. So then they put themselves on the sidelines so that, that's kind of a trend I'm seeing too.
1: I think we break this cycle of the lack of women pouring into other women by just simply asking for help. We make it too mm-hmm. difficult. There are some women that are naturally gifted in this area. I've had the pleasure of meeting one of them upon our recent movement here to North Carolina. It was the first face that I met when we walked in the church, and she has become a steadfast praying friend, and she's equipped for mentorship. So there are people that are naturally prone to it. Mm -hmm. There are people, other people that we think that are just quieter, but that does not mean they're not able Mm -hmm. to pour into other people. I think that if you've come to this place, moms, that you're like, I would love a mentor. I think it begins with prayer first and bathing it in prayer and asking the Lord to show you who you could make yourself accountable to. And he will do that for you. He's mm-hmm. so good. If you will submit it to the Lord, he will show you. And I, I love also, Betsy brings up many times about taking the 20-year view, and you will never regret investing in mentorship and accountability to a seasoned lady 20 years down the road. You will never, ever regret that because right. they can build so much truth into your life far beyond what your own generation can build in. Mm -hmm. And as moms, time is a precious commodity. But if you think, okay,
0: one coffee date, I'm just going to do one two-hour appointment once a month even, Mm -hmm. how much fruit can that bear? Because really, it takes time to apply spiritual truth and wisdom, right? So it's not like this has to be a weekly thing. We're just saying make some deposits in this area of spiritual growth instead of going on social media and following someone who has Mm -hmm. kids the same age as you or younger than you. Of course, that's helpful. We need people that are our peers. We need people above us. And then we need people younger that we're pouring into too. And so that's not wrong. But if you're only following your generation, then really you're missing out on so much wisdom that could be provided. And even though a mentor relationship is so ideal, it can look differently, right? Maybe it's calling your mother-in-law and saying, what did you do about this? Yes. Have a lot of things changed? Yes. But has God's word changed? Mm -hmm. No. Has wisdom changed? No. You can ask older women, maybe it is just the woman on the pew next to you or something, and you start a conversation. You don't have to have this huge committed relationship. Maybe people aren't ready for that or don't have the time to give that, but maybe they can just field one question. Maybe a woman says, I'm sorry, I can't mentor you, but I would love to talk to you about this issue. When my husband first got diagnosed with MS, met with several women and I'll be honest, there was a little bit in the back of my mind. It's like, whew, this caregiver role, I don't know how much time I'm going to have to go out on a coffee date. So I better just dig in while I can. But I had a series of meeting with different women I met with a woman whose husband was sick for a while and was exhausted. And how did she handle it spiritually? And the scripture she spoke to me about, the Lord himself will be your helper. Hmm. That was so powerful. And then I spoke to another woman who had a son who was pretty active and she could relate to a parenting struggle. I was facing and and she just said to me, you know, you don't have to swing at every pitch. Pick the things that you're really working on with your kids and let some of those other things roll off. You can't deal with everything all the time. And just these wise words that these women were pouring into me, another one I was saying how I was trying to set up for each of my kids to have dates with me or dates with their dad. And she said, you know what? I think that's great. But what is it about this generation thinking they have to make everything so special all the time? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it was such a good word. And she said, no, you don't have to be taking them out for ice cream. It doesn't have to be about them. Something broke at the house and the kid goes to Home Depot and learns how to fix it and picks up the part. And that's what they do with dad. And that's a date with dad. Even though I met with each of them one time. Mm -hmm. But I still, without even thinking about it, I can pick a key takeaway that those women were able to pass on to me, and I was so grateful.
1: Yes. Isn't that the beauty of how the Lord constructed it to be, the older generation pouring into the younger generation? I Mm -hmm. think in this Pinterest world that we live in, where we want our our living rooms to look a certain way and our birthday parties to sparkle, Mm -hmm. we forget the practicality in the day-to-day. And that Mm -hmm. is what the mentors can pour into our lives. And seeking this wisdom is, again, something that we'll never regret. I think we said it earlier, it takes a humbling. But often I think the struggle is the lack of discipline versus the looking for affirmation. Mm -hmm. So we can look for affirmation quickly on social media and get it in an instant, but we lack sometimes the discipline to pour into our families, and that can go two ways. That can go pouring into our families just with our time or being willing to pour into our families in areas that aren't so fun, like discipline. Those are harder areas to pour into, but posting that beautiful photo of our, our family is easy to do, and it provides this instant hit of gratification.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And maybe it's easier to do that instead of reach out and say, hey, I'm really struggling right now. They're not listening to me and I don't know what to do. Can you please just give me some advice? It's so much easier to numb ourselves. Can someone just tell me I'm doing a good job? Because when I look at my home, it doesn't feel like it right now. I'm really discouraged. I don't know what to do. It takes courage and humility to ask for help. And I think it can be pride to limit who could speak into your life, right? Everyone in the body of Christ has some wisdom to offer. And we probably all have had the experience where we meet with someone and it it wasn't the most life-giving moment ever. And that's okay. Do we keep trying? Yeah. And maybe it just points us back to God's word to find the answers from him because humans can't always provide what we need. We're not advocating for, delete all your social media apps and shut down all your accounts and you can't do anything like that. We're just saying, let's have a more balanced approach to how we get wisdom. Maybe you limit yourself. Like I'm allowed 15 minutes a day on social media, or maybe you wait till you put your kids to bed. Mm -hmm. I've heard of that boundary. Emily, you remember last year when we did the August all in challenge Mm -hmm. and we invited moms to join us and to set their own boundaries And to really evaluate, what is the effect of social media on my life? Mm -hmm. How do I feel after I've scrolled for a little bit? Mm -hmm. And to not numb ourselves to those things, but to really evaluate. And we had a lot of women sign up, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how many were faithful. Mm -hmm. A lot of women dropped off, and many confessed that. You and I have talked a lot about this topic of holiness Mm -hmm. and it being a word that's not thrown out that much anymore it feels too high and lofty and yes. that pursuit of holiness and accountability and growing yes. instead of embracing well i'm just a hot mess love me the way i am yes that idea is not in scripture mm-hmm. you are yes. a mess but you're not called to stay there <laughs> and we all have moments where we go back to being a mess and we need the grace of god to move forward but nowhere in scripture are we given this hall pass to just stay in hot mess mode and so it, it does seem like that is one of the key messages that's being offered right now. of You do you, you don't need to grow, but scripture says, no, be holy as I am holy. Yes. and And so we have to evaluate, maybe we need some accountability. You know what? I'm having a really hard time setting some boundaries here, Mm -hmm. and I need to ask a friend, hey, will you just check in with me about my phone time or whatever it is? We all need help. We can't do it alone. And if we're expecting ourselves to, it's really unrealistic.
1: Yes. Yes. I've come to this place through the Lord's leading that when I'm deciding who to let in as far as friendships go, and the friendships have many different faces, but I'm just at a point that if we can't pour into one another... In, in a way that equals growth, then it's not for me. Maybe that sounds mm-hmm. a bit harsh, and I certainly don't mean it to. But if you ask the Lord to make you thirsty for growth, He will. Mm-hmm. And you begin to desire people in your life that will pour into that growth. So that's one thought that I had. The second was along the lines of the the social media and the scroll. It's so easy for us to worship created Things rather than the creator. Mm-hmm. And we fall into this dead, dead scroll of just endless ideas and concepts and furniture and decor. And mm-hmm. while none of that is wrong, and I will admittedly say that I love every bit of what I just mentioned, yeah. it yeah. can yeah. lead to worshiping all of these created things over the creator. And so Mm -hmm. just having someone to take it back to this mentorship thing, to call this out, and and even in my life, and say, Emily, it is okay to like these things, but who are you making Lord of your life? So when you're seeking someone, seek someone who will be able to call you out and then allow them to do that in your life without becoming so quickly offended.
0: Mm Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Someone said once to me
0: that we should each have a Paul in our lives, someone older than us pouring into us. Uh We should each have a Timothy, someone we're pouring into, and we should each have a Nathan when he was the one who came before David and said, you are the man. I know what you did with Bathsheba, and the Lord is not okay with it. And so we need to have people who call us out on things, right? Mm. I love those different levels of someone farther down the road yes. from you, yes. someone that you're encouraging, and also someone along the side of you who is speaking truth into you. And then obviously, we do need encouragement, people who are life-giving to us. Yes. And in motherhood, it, um, so much of it feels mundane if you're not doing it with others that bring you joy, yes. whether it's... Oh my goodness. Uh, Today was a long day Will you meet me at the park. A lot of it takes planning
1: and it can be exhausting, but then afterwards you're so glad, right? Always. Every single time. And I find too that if you pray and ask the Lord to do these works in your life, He will, in different seasons of your life, bring different people into your life. I was just talking with one of my friends in Illinois who is one of my nearest and dearest friends and We were talking about how grateful we were for the time that we had to raise our family together. She was the one that I was over at her house. She was over at my house. Our kids were constantly doing things together, and we were so like-minded. I'm not saying that to paint a perfect picture. I'm saying that because we did our lives together, and God gave us one another in that season. So many Mm -hmm. seasons will look different. We'll have seasons of that. We'll have seasons of loneliness, where we have to... Be the pursuer and seek something out. We'll have seasons of just hardness where maybe we don't want anyone around. And by the way, that's usually the time that you need people around. And so we, we have these seasons, but if we're faithful to pray, God will show us the people that we're to have in our lives for that particular season. So don't give up in searching it out because mm-hmm. he will bring along that person for you. And I like
0: that you said, sometimes there are seasons of loneliness. Mm -hmm. I can look back over my life. And really, I didn't have a true Christian friend until I went to college. Mm -hmm. And I accepted the Lord at four. Mm -hmm. I longed and hungered for that friendship. When it came, it was so much sweeter. But I think during that time, the Lord was elevating himself in my life, that he was my best friend. We do just go through different seasons of that. What you and I are talking about this morning with a mentor is for the season of motherhood, when so much is asked of you, Mm -hmm. you need someone pouring into you because you're pouring into someone all day long. And so although the world might say you need a bubble bath or you need a manicure, we're saying you need a mentor. You need someone pouring wisdom and life into your spirit instead of something temporal. Again, those aren't wrong in themselves. But it's not as life giving as being heard, known, loved by someone who's been there before or is there right now and can point you to the truth of Scripture. Yes. We know you're busy, Mama. So we are truly grateful you joined us for this episode of Again. If you're looking for more information about building your home on the foundation of Jesus Christ, Head to www.entrustedministries.com to learn more about our study for moms, Entrusted with a Child's Heart. This scripture-saturated study has blessed families around the world, and we want it for you too. Before you go, I want to pray this benediction over you from 2 Thessalonians 1, 11-12. We're rooting for you. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Until we meet again.